Let it eat, baby. Let it eat. Rub us out, Bobby. Rub us down. Rub us out. I'd say Merry Christmas the day after, the day after, and the day after that. <laughs> Until the uh, New Year. Yeah, here we are, high atop the west side of Cherry Hill in the boardroom of Grimley Financial. It's Chad and Chuck uh, on the uh, Tuesday uh, morning show. Coach Al is uh, on an extended uh, holiday road trip, so we'll be without Coach Al. He's our, he's our detail guy, right? He is. He's the car finisher. The guy that knows all the parts, yep. the polishes exact everything, polishes, gets the, gets the facts, right. the, the facts right. You and I got to be careful today not to get anything basketball too specific. Right? Well, the Flyers, right? Or the, God Say forbid, the Flyers are doing fine. Yeah, that's it. The Flyers are doing fine. We'll do a round of applause for the Flyers. Well, we uh, certainly hope everybody had a great Christmas uh, and are enjoying the holidays. Maybe some of you are. Lucky enough to be off today, uh, which is a real nice extension of the holiday break, if you are. If you work for Grimley Financial, you're off today, believe it or not. We don't typically take off-scheduled holidays, federal holidays, but but we did this year. We had a great year, and we thank the employees, so we're off today. So it's Chad and I in the boardroom, and I believe we do have some employees out there, dedicated employees that are pushing it around, right, and catching up with some emails. It's always nice to see. I would call, not to talk about Christmas, but I would call what happened Christmas Eve a Broadway production. Is, it, is that fair, bud? At one point, the it was, presents, it the was noise. something, all the presents that <laughs> the people you guys had at the house and everyone opening up the presents. It was something the dogs else. running around. Ava's just tearing through everything she could open up. She didn't care whose it was. She wasn't ever going to be done. It was bedlam. And then the next day, last night, I turn off the lights and it's like, shh, talk about that. You go from one extreme to the next, the next night. The house is quiet. It's quiet, yeah. No one's there. Hear a pin drop, and you're thinking back 24 hours ago what it was like, you know. But uh, it was uh, absolutely a fantastic uh, Christmas and all that neat stuff. The uh, So we hope you had a good one, and a healthy one, of course. And uh, you enjoyed the Niggles win. I don't know how much of it you found enjoyable or maybe more painful. The jury's out on what this team's like this year. Um, you know, they're um, Bud. What do you, what's your what's your view, view, estimate of the game? Uh, what do you take away? It, I think it's a, a tough one to. You can make I think logical arguments either either one. There's people who are saying, okay, the Eagles won. They didn't look good again. It's kind of the same Eagles we've seen all season. A win's a win, but we didn't look good. Then there's the other kind of another angle saying, well, take away a kind of a fluky fumble, start the second half where the Eagles are running into each other. Probably not something they'll ever do again this season. You take away a 70 yard touchdown. Yeah. Look at a pick six, and all of a sudden you have a a, you know, a 21 point blowout, and it's kind of hard to to. Uh, I don't have a hard time struggling which side I'm on. Overall, I'm more disappointed, I guess. So I guess I'm more on the first side of... Actually, I guess I'm, I don't know if I even said it yet. But I think they, it's a, it was a disappointing win is the way I kind of look at it. You know, we should have dismantled the Giants. They are a terrible team. I mean, even their backup quarterback 
one out. It, it is a really bad situation that we only won by what the eight points that we did, um, or was it five points? Yeah, thirty-three twenty-five. Thirty-three. Okay, so eight points. Filling in for Coach Alex, uh, Chuck. When um, yeah, we should have won by by two touchdowns at least. And so it was concerning, you know, Jalen's pick six. You don't want to see that. I know, I think, was it Goddard who tripped or stumbled a bit? And that's probably mm-hmm. kind of kind of a fluky play and stuff that happens. But the reality is there's been a lot of fluky plays this year. And a lot of them, uh, you know, have gone some of the Eagles' way. Some of them didn't yesterday, but we still came out with a win. So the team has to play a lot cleaner. We've been saying it week after week now. The team has to play a lot cleaner if they're going to win. If they're going to win in the playoffs, they're going to beat the 49ers or Dallas. You know, when it really matters, we got to play clean football. And we can't be doing the stuff yesterday. We can't be making the mistakes. We can't have nine penalties. I think we had uh, the fumbles. Like That stuff, it really can't happen. It's going to lose you games. Nine for 65. It's going to lose you games when you do stuff like that in the playoffs against disciplined, better teams or teams that are at least equally matched. You look at Dallas or 49ers right now, you can make arguments where all three of those teams outclass in one way or another. They all are very talented teams at the end of the day. And you, what, the, a lot of times when you get good teams like that, it comes down to which team plays more disciplined and doesn't turn the ball over is going to win that game. Yeah, uh, I'll push back on that a little bit. Certainly if the final score was 33-11, to 11, you'd be saying that we did dismantle them and we handled them all the way through. We did everything we're supposed to do and we check all the boxes for that kind of inferior opponent, correct? Would you yeah. give me that? Yeah, for sure. If we did that, yeah. Yeah, and Your Honor, instruct the witness, please. Yeah, no, you would say yes to that, right? Yep. All right, well, that's the game you watched. So don't allow, in your words, a fluke play that we'll never see again, two offensive players banging into each other, okay? Uh, front each other, if you will, like they're doing some type of Mexican dance. And uh, as 80-yard pick six, uh, you know, that's not going to happen too darn So don't allow 14 points of that garbage to take the win. Jump inside the box scores, Dad has always said. Take a look at 28 to 14 first downs. Take a look at total plays 75 to 59. Total yardage 470 to 290. So on and so forth. I won't bore everybody with the metrics. Uh, yards per play, pass, rush, the whole bit. The whole bit, 170 rush into 105. Uh, last but not least, you got to look at time of possession. Yes, it's meaningful. You know, 35 minutes to 25. Absolute total domination of the game. That's the game I saw. <laughs> total domination, except for the one key category you skipped over turnovers it shows how deadly turnovers can be i'm going to call it that interception i'm going to not count that for a second because it's the last play of the game two nothing turnover differential really did i not say offensive total domination well you started going time of possession everything right. we're looking at they're everything all, i think they're offensive stats are they not well that, yeah that would be okay thanks but your, your honor and no, that we, exhibit just looking at one point there but one it's point. not considering how critical turnovers are and the e- that's the difference between this team and last year's team. It's turnovers. Yeah, they're minus, what is it, minus seven? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. It's a yeah. huge difference compared to last year's yeah, team, though. They are minus seven, uh, which puts them at the, way at the bottom of the of the, of the pack. And, 
I looked at the top teams in turnovers, and yes, while you'd rather be plus and more teams that were plus of one, there's some really bad teams that are plus in the, in the top of the standings and turnovers. You, you can bring it up. If you, you get want. some teams with good defenses and no offense, yeah. and they run the ball and they can't move it. Yeah, it's not an end all stat, but you'd rather be at the top than the bottom. That's for sure. I guess it's suffice to say it's the Achilles heel for this Eagles team this year, and and their pass defense. You know, I mean, they're good against the run. They were number one for up until three weeks ago. Okay, they've dropped to seventh. You know, I mean, the million-dollar question is still out there, um, devoted listeners, and thank you so much, devoted listeners, because the number's really cool. Um, and we are flattered by by the uh, your interest in the show. So the question you have today is, can you guys put, uh, can you dot the I's, cross the T's on what it really is we're looking at here? And you can. This is where the, the metrics and, and, and the analytics work on your behalf. But you have to dive in, just like I, I did with Bud there, on the real game you saw. You know, because it sound, people are very, very disappointed. But if they woke up today and it was a 33-11 to 11 win or whatever, there'd be very little, if any, disappointment whatsoever. So the fluke fumble down at the goal line on the kick and the pick six changes perspective 180 well it can't it can't especially when one is such an anomaly you'll never see it again so in, you're in you're business we say throw that example out because the client will never do the same thing at the same time on the same day with that type of account with the same corporate guarantor the same thing did the same thing that did da, 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 da. it's an anomaly guys Throw it out. Don't bring it back up at our meeting next week because we're never going to see the likeness of that financial model again. So, guys, live with it. Learn from it. But How many times we've said that this year? Well, not on plays like dropping the ball. No, but it shows you how many plays can be categorized into an anomaly. You're saying they invent anomalies. I'm saying anomalies are a lot more common than people think they are. Under the category of anomaly, there yeah. can be 50 different plays. Common anomaly. And you <laughs> might get 15 that happen throughout the course of a year. That's I mean, look cute. at Jalen's fumble in the Super Bowl last year. Very uncharacteristic of him. That's cute. I like it. What you're saying, I think I think the point, the best point that you made was... Oh, thanks for trying to put Eagles a point for me. Have, they, the Eagles statistically won that game... By 21, Handled, 24 points. They did everything you would ask you to do yesterday offensively. Yeah, except turnovers. Which part of offense? Throw an interception. Part of it. And you can say it's a fluke play because Goddard slipped. But Again, those are mistakes. The reality is, come playoff time, I'm pretty sure it was Goddard. My memory's slipping me. You can't slip. You can't run into yeah. each other. You can't have offsides and penalties. You can't give up a 70-yard touchdown. I mean, let's look at that play. How in the world do we give up a 70-yard touchdown to the Giants? Well, so the listeners want to know what's wrong. Um, I mean, offensively, we're we're doing fine. The numbers are fine. The points per game aren't as high as last year, but nowhere near the bottom. You're, you're above the middle. Um, you're actually like six. So you're okay offensively. You could certainly be better. 
They're not rushing the ball like they did last year, but 136 and 152. Okay, yeah, there's a difference there, 15-something yards. But you're, you're not, not enough to keep you up at night. It's defense, okay? It's a, a team that's hard to run against and super easy to pass against. Now you can jump into the linebackers or why we sign these quarterbacks and safeties that never seem to materialize here in Philly. I don't know what that is because all I hear about is who Howie signed up in the offseason, how he was all pro. And this is the guy that's going to solve our, our coverage problems. This, these are We now have the best corner and safety guys we've had in team history. And every year they seem to be easy to pass against. So does that mean if you do sign all these guys up, this is where Al would be worth his weight in gold, tells exactly who they signed up and where those guys are. They're probably injured right now, and you and I should be aware of that because uh, I know they have guys coming back in the defensive backfield, so that's probably the, the, the miss, missing element right now. We talk about the lack of focus on linebacking. Does that channel through the entire year the lack of attention to linebacking and hurt this team every single game in terms of roaming tackles and coverage backs and out what, of the backfield. Well, it certainly has with their line, with their really their whole defensive core. But yeah, you can look at their their linebackers and say they were exposed a couple times. I think when we played Dallas, the linebackers were specifically exposed the entire game, and that's when we went and signed Shaq Leonard. One thing you could always say, you know, you certainly could say for the last three to five years. You could talk in terms of dem uh, how demonstrable was the Eagles' pass rush, uh, either leading the league in sacks, certainly in hurries, uh, and just pressure almost on every play. And as these guys have gotten older, uh, that's diminished greatly. So you, you, I mean, to me, the only guy that's really standing out, uh, and maybe it's not in terms of sacks, is Reddick seems to still be a hellraiser on our front line when he's coming in. He doesn't seem blockable. But the other guys on on third and, and eight all seem blockable now. You don't get that pushed, push the lineman back into the quarterback's grill, and the whole play is chaos. That doesn't happen anymore. So I'm going to guess before you bring the stat up that the Eagles are not in the top ten in sacks and areas. And I'm probably out a little bit on a limb saying that. It just does, the eye test says, nowhere close to that. And so that element's missing. So it's defense. So that's the big separator. And, of course, remember now, when you talk about defense, you're impacting offense. This is a game of acquisition of real estate. So if my defense is out there too long, the clock's still running, okay, does my offense have the ball? Well, of course not, duh, right? But 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 they go hand in hand. So when you have a defense that's allowing a high number of plays, uh, per per, and, and that's a stat where in a lot of games this year, the Eagles have given up a lot more plays. Okay, and that means your defense is getting extended. That means your offense doesn't have as many possessions. So that's a problem, of course. I mean, one obviously complements the other. But that it always started with the Eagles. I don't care who was in the backfield, who was playing linebacker. Uh, the past 10 years, it always started with that formidable pass rush. You know, uh, hellraisers coming in with their hands up, deflecting passes, knocking big tackles back on their duh. 
you know, throwing them into quarterbacks. You couldn't block them. And I believe that unit right now is average at best and extremely blockable. Now you're probably going to defeat the whole everything I've got. Do you have, do you have numbers in front of you? Yeah, the Eagles are 15th in sacks. Wow. <laughs> Santa Claus. They're second best in hurries. Ah, damn it. Are they? Yeah, so shoot. if you add combined to second and 15th, they're probably about they're probably about 7th, 8th, ninth, somewhere in that realm of you com- if you com- added the two combined and did a sacks plus When hurries. you saw 15th, you've got disappointed because that supports what I'm saying. Then you saw second, you get all excited. I can see you smile. <laughs> well, I mean... It's um hurry still matters. Yeah, it still matters, matters a but lot. matters a lot. A lot of times you need that key that also need that key sack yeah. too. Yeah, you know, right. It's that, not that, enough that. to hurry, hurry a, a guy sometimes. Sometimes you need to get you get you need to sack him like we did Dak. Yeah. Uh when Dallas came in here and we and we had a what was it? The uh like 20 yard sack or something like that when Dak right. went way back and right. we, we got to him. And there's other stats that are hurting this year third down red zones third down conversion. Uh, numbers, stuff like that. So there are many elements of a football game, like any sport, many elements. And when you spread all of the Eagles' numbers uh, out, they jump out at you as to where the problem is. We talked about the turnovers uh, 10 minutes ago. You know, you're not winning that. Third down you know, conversion, you're not near the top of that. So there's they're your problems, you know. And uh, obviously when you take a look at the offense, the running game's a lot like last year. Swift isn't quite putting up uh, miles at numbers, but it's very, very close, like four, eight versus five. Um, the receivers speak for themselves. Hertz is having a really good year one point, you know, four games ago they were talking about him for MVP. You're not saying that now. But he's, he's still, you know, you'd rather have him than not, right? Yeah, I so. think now the, the uh, well, I mean, it, it was Purdy, but then Purdy went out and threw four interceptions last night. Now Lamar Jackson is the huge favorite for MVP. Um, mm-hmm. But this would be cool. Christian McCaffrey is sitting in second place now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the Ravens look cool. good last night. Now, I, as you all know, I'm on record at least five podcasts ago. That's my Super Bowl uh, winner this year. Um, so we'll see, but that's, that's, that's who I'm, who I'm sticking with. And I'm not a Ravens guy. You know, we talk often about the, the, uh, how uh, meaningful uh, point differential is. Um, I wonder, I know the point differential for the Eagles this year is very low, like 20 plus, plus 26, uh, which basically means they break even with the, with the teams that they play. They, they're break even proposition it it calls to mind what was the 2017 super bowl champ eagles team i'm I'm, again without looking at that number i'm going to venture a guess that they were plus 140 uh something big because i remember that you know they that that team dismantled everybody uh what was the point differential in 17 but Okay, we and keep in mind too, only uh, sixteen games, not seventeen anymore. So less opportunity for a good team to uh, do do even more. Uh, but we were twenty five, one hundred and plus one hundred and sixty two. Wow, versus oh. twenty six now. Twenty six, yeah, totally so different team. And even last year's team, you know. So you're that, that you're, now you're talking last year's team plus a hundred and what's that? Thirty four, I believe. So yes. two hundred mid hundreds. And now we're looking at a team that's not even plus thirty, and the team that—I mean, that, that's that's it. That's crazy. 
how big of a difference that is. So your child is brought home with a decent report card and then works to a building is checked, needs improvement, you know, shows up on time, needs improvement, you know, pays attention, needs improvement. So you're like, oh, the grades aren't too bad. And my you know, kids getting C plus, B, B minuses is not a disaster. But wow, look at these other indicators that are telling me we really got problems and we need immediate change. You, you, you don't have a great football team that's break-even point differential. There's never been such a thing in the history of the NFL. And just to show you what the better teams are doing now, I'm going to go slow here not to, to lose anybody here. This is what the top point differential teams look like right now in the NFC. Take your top two. That's all you need to do. Dallas and San Fran are plus 310. Take the rest of the field of positive teams, and it's only 126. All the other teams are 126. Dallas and San Fran are 310. How much domination is there? AFC gets worse. Uh, 440, okay, amongst three teams. uh, Well, yeah, it's just about average. 440 uh, for Buffalo, Ravens, and Miami. The rest of the field, plus 100. That's startling. Now you take the five teams we just talked about, and they're plus 750 point differential. And the rest of the field, 200. So basically what you're saying, all of the action of winning by a lot and scoring, of course, and that point differential can come from great defense, right? It's point differential. Hold a team down real low, and you score 35, you have a pretty big yield, right? So how you get there is your business. But at the end of the show, five teams in the NFL own all the equity of point differential. Now, right about now, those that are not into statistics ought to be thinking, wow, this is fascinating. We've never heard this before on any other show. No one's talking about this. But... Complete the swing, guys. Don't leave it dangle out there. If you've got five teams plus 750, all right, benchmark that somehow against prior years to, to prove your thesis here because you just said five teams own all the equity. Everybody else is minus or plus a little bit. What's it look like, buddy, if you compare this to prior years? Because this is telling. If you look at prior years, what you're seeing is – a lot of times there's between maybe eight or nine teams that share a good point differential, but you don't see the handful of teams, four or less, dominating the point differential. So there's, I don't know if it's the best way to describe it, maybe a couple more more concentration with the good teams are really good this year. They're outshining the bad teams from a, point differential standpoint and then you have the eagles which yeah are a good team but mess that whole thing up because they're not scoring we did it like they should quick litmus test we took 60 or 70 point differential all right and the number of teams now five and we 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 found a high of 12 and a 10-year average of like eight nine or ten uh so way more teams with way better, higher, balanced point differential. That's a league with parity is what we're saying here. The parity, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is gone from the NFL. 
That's why your product stinks. I say that to you every week, and I hate to break your heart if you're an NFL zealot like I used to be when I was 18 to 42 years old. I was a love watch NFL. I can't watch the NFL now. And I, you know, appreciate and respect the you fantasy players and every other type of, you know, you know, office pool and you know the gambling nation. I hope you'd I wish you'd stop that. It's trouble. It doesn't end well. I'll promise you that. Uh, be that as it may, I read an article last week on the female population growing of fantasy female and how big it is right now. Damn near as big as the uh, guys playing fantasy. Um, all these things to support the NFL product is unbelievable, right? But the product stinks. Now, we're going to continue to look at why, because just like we, we just dissected the Eagles for you and gave you the real reasons this team appears to be average. Well, the point differential is average. They're an average team. We gave you the passing numbers, all right? We, we gave you the turnover uh, differential, all right? So we gave you the reasons why this team appears ends up being graded as average. Now we have to start to take a look at Bud as to why this NFL is inferior, the product. Because five teams own all the equity. The owners amongst themselves are ap apoplectic over this conundrum because you can't allow three teams next year to be plus 1,200, okay? If you don't balance this out somehow... You could have Miami. Uh, let's pick three teams. Who would they be? The Ravens get better. They add a couple really good skill players. Miami looks like they actually can do this between the speed they've got. If they put two more guys on here, can you imagine? Or got way better defensively, point differential. And let's just extrapolate San Francisco, if you will. What if the three of them are plus 900? Because they're beating teams 45 to 10 each week. That's what it adds up to. Yeah, I mean, what kind I, of NFL would you have? Well, in that situation, bad. But I do think part of it this year goes back to what I was saying last week. I think we have a lot of injuries in the NFL this year uh, bug, bug, that bug, bug, bug. are different that have really impacted certain teams. I mean, if Aaron Rod, you, you, it all oh, comes please. down to quarterback play. I know. I keep don't run by everyone. I, I, you you don't think the Jets are are. They're seven and ten without Aaron Rodgers playing a oh, game. But do you, what do you think he would do to the Jets? Oh, but come on, you don't think they'd be better than seven and ten? I think they'd well, be. Now that you phrase it that way, if you, well, to you say, oh, if I'm you, to say, do, answer the question, Mister Jury, whatever you do, say. Do me a favor. Try to couch it more to your liking. Yeah, would they be better than seven and ten? Yeah. No, they, but you know. the point is, I'm saying is, what would their point differential be? Plus seventy five. And they're and then all of a sudden they fall into that category. What should the Eagles be? Plus seventy five at least, plus a hundred, and then they fall into that category we talked about. So already there's two teams that should be in that category we're looking at. Of what adding, whoa 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 what category? Adding to the category. No no no, we're talking about teams with plus one eighty point differential. Don't give me seventy five. No, oh, you mean the teams over seventy five? Yeah, teams over seventy. There was you know when there yeah, was yeah, six, yes. seven, eight, nine, ten teams. I'll give you that. And right. then, you know what if Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are probably there as well. Right. There's been some really bad injuries on the quarterback position this and you're year. Going to say impacting it. teams. And you're going to submit for real. I don't ever want you to make a fool of yourself in this podcast, buddy. That this year, that's present, 
And it's such an anomaly of uh, rate of injury that it does not appear in channel through other seasons. Come on. No, it does. It does go through other seasons. That's consistent every year with all the teams. No, no, it's it's oh, not. It's God. not. There's not always the, uh, t- <coughs> elite, the fifth elite quarterbacks don't get hurt every year. But it happens every season. Not for elite quarterbacks. I'm 70 or 28. I've watched football 50 more years than you. This is a That's common the, thing. A, a, if you look at a top five quarterback in the NFL, they don't get hurt every year. I'm, I'm not, just telling you, when you got five teams that own all the point differential, owners beware. You got a massive problem because one of your better teams, the Philadelphia Eagles, are fair. That's all they are is they're fair. You may love Hurts. You may love the two receivers. God bless you. Have at it. They're fair. So here's a question then. How many teams in each conference, NFC, AFC, do you think need to be uh, balanced with each other for you to think the NFL is a fine product? How many teams in each in each well, conference? It's a great question. I'm going to give you, I think, a fitting answer. Number one, the eye test does matter when you watch the games. You watch the type of performance, Okay. You look at third-down conversion rates. You look at quarterback. Obviously, it starts with quarterback in the NFL. And I'm surprised, if, if not appalled, that so far you haven't said, Dad, there's a dearth of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Lawrence hasn't developed to be a star yet. Right? Who are your quarterbacks, bud? Who's coming out of college at the likes of the people you're just naming, Rodgers, et cetera? Well, Who are why, they? why does it have to be out of college? Why can't it be Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts? Why can't we look at those three guys who are in their 20s still? And they have 10 more years to go each. And in 10 years, all three of those names could be in those named, could be in those categories of the Breeze, the Brady, the Rodgers. Maybe not, I'm not saying at their levels, but comparable as guys who played in the NFL 15, 20 years Hall of Fame legacies, or I'm sorry, even Lamar Jackson, too. I'm just saying that if the college college does not produce talent that's adaptable to the NFL sophistication, sophisticated defensive, so obviously the nasal problems there, 31 days of being under the weather. Um, Wait, but did the college not just produce Jalen Hurts? Did they not just produce C.J. Stroud, who's as of two weeks ago, was leading the league in passing as a rookie for the Texans? Then what's the problem? If, if You're talking out both sides. You no, want the I don't, solution I don't to be... I don't, think, I don't think there is a problem. Uh, you, after That's all been, this? I don't think the NFL has a problem. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. I don't you know think what, there's bud? a big problem. I, you need to answer the next question. I honest. just enjoy the NFL. Do you, I enjoy do the games. You, are, are you an arduous... Do you seriously watch the NFL? I watch. Yes or no? Well, stop. I'm not stop, sure stop, I understand stop. the question. Like, does red zone count? Like, I don't watch every no, game. No, no, I don't. They're, they're just flipping highlights. No, no, I don't watch. You're not it. learning how one team's playing or the culture. No, what's I do. I cannot say I watch any other team other than the Eagles to understand how they play in and out and the, what's going on. Their strengths and weaknesses. Your Honor, would you please instruct? All right, the you're the, the witness to answer yes or no. Are you a religious? fan observer on a weekly basis of multiple games in the NFL. No. No. So that means so I, your, your feedback on this is tainted. Or, or, sorry, do you watch multiple games? 
I can't. Okay, so then hear me back saying it. Well, it's because it's so no, bad. No, you can't make that statement if you don't watch the games. I try, and then I turn over. So uh, you try, you don't watch them, and now it's bad. I'll go back and forth, and Mary will be oh, Mary, God, I go back and well, forth. Listen, let me tell you something. When your mother walks in the family room on a Sunday at 4.30, and I've got two and a half men on laughing my ass off, and she says, oh, there's not a football Of course there's a football game. There's always a football game at 1 o'clock, Four o'clock and eight o'clock every weekend in wintertime, okay? And I'm watching two and a half men. It's because I can't watch, and you tell me you can no, watch I, uh, Tampa. Hold on. You can watch Tampa and Atlanta, bud? No, that's the scheduler's fault. But there's more teams in the point differential that fall well, like that. I want to make a quick you're not quick You're step. not recognizing the chief point of me. No, see, see, I this am. This is frustrating me. And I want to make a stack correction. I accidentally called the Jets. I um, wanted to talk seven baseball. And ten. They are actually six and nine. I was looking at the wrong, yeah, year, I knew wrong they year. Seven and ten. I knew but they weren't seven and ten. Hold on. What you, teams it's you funny. got? I've answered all your questions. You haven't answered the one question that I've asked. <laughs> How many teams I'm in a, each conference I have, an, have to be good? For you to think the NFL is balanced or whatever term you want to use, but we don't know because you don't watch. But how many I do teams watch. in I each do. conference? I watch enough to get sick. You watch enough to turn it off, is what you said. At some point, how many teams in each conference? All I need is a number. I don't need an explanation. I need right. a number. Right. In each conference, four teams, five teams, six teams. I mean, that'd be a little. I'm aggressive. looking for competitive football to a high skill level. How, okay. What's the number? What's the number? It all boils down to a number. I would like to see a league uh, that we've seen before that only has four rancid teams. No, no, Not no. 12. In each conference, how many teams have to be good? It's too much math. It, but the problem, <laughs> question. the problem is in right here. Uh, listen, five teams that own all the, the equity is a problem, bud. And not playoff time. No, it we're gonna have matter. an unbelievable play. Isn't that all what it comes down to? The playoffs. I mean, right now when we look at the playoffs. I am very excited for a potential of Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, even right. Eagles, I, Lions. I want you. To, I think those are all. Th- I, those are four I, good I, teams right I, there. I want to role play a board meeting in the NFL, and you're an owner and I'm an owner, and you're walking in right now. What team do you want to be the owner? I'll I take just pick. no, 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 no. We're going to do this. We may never talk baseball. What team do you want to be the owner of? Um, I'll go with, let me go with Dixon. I'll go with Tampa because I saw a Tampa game last year for my first time on a bachelor party. Right. Okay. And I'm the owner of those, those woeful listless chargers. Oh my God. It gave up 60 points and a half a couple weeks ago. So you walk in, I say, hi, Chad, how you doing? I hope everything's well. And, uh, you're all chipper and I look at you and I go, you know, uh, Chad, we got, we got a problem here in this NFL. And you say, gee, what's that? And I go, are you happy with the parody? What do you say? Uh, my first question would be, are you from San Diego or from Texas? <laughs> with that little southern drawl you yeah, put on right. the first part I got of the, the question. <laughs> I think we're on the wrong part of the country here. I would say, wow. That's that would be great. my first comment. Touché. My second That's comment great. would, would <laughs> what the hell you roll? be, I don't believe those conversations are actually taking place. Oh. I would say, what do you mean? I, I, oh, and owners are enormously concerned about my point here. Absolutely enormously concerned. I think everyone's confused because I'm confused and I'm sitting in front of, I'm sitting on a chair looking. If you're in your car right now, I know you're confused because I'm confused. About what? What is the primary point? The NFL stinks because of 
what? All the teams are negative point differential. So you're saying there's too many teams that are too good. There's there's there's, there's too few. There's too few teams that are too good that own all the equities. Yes. So you you're don't saying, see that problem. So you're saying that four teams in the NFC being good, not good. Well, the what about the Eagles? The Eagles, we said Eagles made the Super Bowl last year, and they're not on that list. So right now, can't we say the list might not be end all tell all because the Eagles can compete with any of those teams and they're not on that list? It's a fair point. Anything can happen. So it comes back to how many teams need to be good to make the playoff time enjoyable. We need a lot more competitive balance in the NFL. In the NFC, we have four teams that, in my opinion, any playoff game with them is enjoyable. In the NFC? Eagles. Four. Cowboys. 49ers and Lions. I've been giving you that. Right, but that's not a bad list but right they, there. They're in the point differential except for the Eagles. Are the Lions You just in? made my point. Are the Lions in? Look at the Lions point differential right It's now. plus 45, plus 12, 57. I thought the category was 70. What? What's the Lions? They're plus f- 57. Okay, I thought they were higher than that. My bad. Yeah. Okay. They do stink. I've been calling them a fraud all year. They'll, they'll prove to be a fraud in the playoffs, by the way. For okay, that reason. But that, uh, for at 11 reason. and 4, their record by default, is an enjoyable team. What their coach has done the past season and a half is make them, they're a very hyped-up team right now. People will enjoy that. At 11-4, and four, they beat up on the dregs that don't have positive point differential, bud. The same thing the Eagles failed to do? Uh, you're twisting everything. It's unbelievable. The Eagles failed to beat up on the bad teams. I, I don't think we have a listener out there that's confused that there's too few teams that are own all the greatness as far as equity goes. But let's I don't look think at, anybody's look at, confused about what whatsoever. I don't know because you look at who's the, falling. Nobody who's, out there is calling Tampa Bay grace. Great. You know the Kansas City Chiefs. The entire world is happy to see them struggling. But they're falling from grace. That's what we want to see. We're Tampa. happy to see the Kansas City. But Chiefs that's a doing different that. argument. But it's a subset of this debate. And here we have the Dolphins at eleven and four. Yeah, I'm happy AFC. for them. Okay. The Bills are nine and six and playing a lot better. What's their point differential? Plus 130 at nine and six. So that's something. Ravens, best team in the NFL right now. Even the Browns are sneaky at 10 and five. That's a good example. Flacco, so I, I mean, Flacco has done unbelievable. It seems to me like the NFL's problem comes down to the AFC South, where the, all, all four teams are basically jokes. With the Jaguars leading at eight and seven, and then you have the NFC. I think South well, South is two, where the Bucks are eight and seven. Do me a favor. Other than those two divisions, you have teams that are clearly dominant in those divisions in every other division you look at. Read the NFC Central's point differential. I don't think there's a central. We have north, south, east, and west. You're talking about the <laughs> NFC South? Yes. Yeah, so. Bucks, which is well, that's the division that's named a problem. Read the AFC South. I said NFC South, my bad. AFC okay. South. We have the Jaguars at even. They're minus no, ten. They're minus twelve. Get the current numbers after yesterday. Colts are minus twenty or okay, eighteen. Right. The Texans are minus three. Okay. And the Titans are minus fifty. The whole division. Is negative equity. Nobody's plus a point in the whole season. They're break even. They're basically the Texans are right there. Colts are minus 20 and Jags are minus. But their whole season, they haven't achieved a point of equity, much less 170 like the leaders. You're right. But it's we have two bad divisions the NFL, the AFC South and the NFC South. Other divisions are fine. Now, 
well, we're not going to resolve this. And the fact that you don't see the point is mind-boggling. It's not the point. It is the point. The point is that five teams own 750 points of point differential. Right, right. That's the only There's point a you keep making. But There's the, a monopoly But the Eagles points. aren't in that. The Lions aren't it's in that. It's not to say another team can't. And those can't. are two very good teams. That's not to say another team can't surface for mediocrity and come out and win. That's that never did I say that. Week in and week out, you're watching a subpar product on, on TV. And you don't know because you don't watch. But you admit it as much. Or so did you. I, I watch way more than you. You know that, right? I believe you do. I but watch enough to make me go do some diligence on point differential to prove the point, which I believe I've done today. All right, talk baseball. What did the Dodgers do? Well, they signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Great. That's great. To make their team even better somehow. And uh, $325 million. And uh, hasn't thrown a pitch in the NFL. Obviously, he is a stud. Did amazing in in, in uh, Japan. And now he teams up with Otani, Betts, Freeman, and a Dodgers lineup that was one of the best in baseball last year. So they just added even more pitchers. Um, it's crazy the Dodgers... Get rid of Clayton or Clayton Kershaw, assuming he leaves as a free agent, I believe, um, and they're still going <laughs> to replace him. They'll still struggle pitching wise because Otani's not a live arm this year, uh, and the other two project very well. And they got the other guy they're bringing back, the guy that was injured. Yeah, they'll pitch good, but lineup wise, I'm going to go back to this. That's Otani Freeman. That's formidable as hell. You know, Smith at his 25 home runs and 85 RBIs, 257. I'll give you that. Muncy, 27 home runs, 81, 226. Eh. Altman, 267, 220. Taylor, 1557, 225. Uh, Hayward, 1348, 250. And Lux, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed at all below Smith. Now, Atlanta, Acuna, Albies, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Harris, Murphy, uh, that guy from Seattle Clinic, whatever his name is, and I don't know why. What is Atlanta doing with all the damn payroll savings they've got? What the hell are they still doing with RC or whatever his name is at shortstop other than waiting to put Grissom in? Too bad it, by the way, 296 last year. So what you're going to hear from Atlanta, check this out, bud. Acuna, Albies, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Harris, Murphy, Clinic, who was 16, 60, and 250 last year, and Grissom, who was 290 last year. How about that lineup? Better than, way better than the Dodgers lineup. Not way better. Better, better than the Dodgers better. lineup. Yeah, the, okay. Braves, I mean, the Braves led the league in scoring last year. And OPS, yeah. So well, it all comes down to runs per game. They had 5.85, which is the best in baseball. Right, Dodgers were. Five, they were right next to it at uh, 5.59. Yeah, and uh, deceptively high because all season long they were not. They started hitting home runs. Like crazy. Uh, and, I, and I'll still maintain that you take uh, Martinez out of the Dodgers lineup and you put Otani in and there's a marginal gain, no doubt about it. But uh, I don't think that's uh, – I don't know if somebody's at our door there, but it looks like uh, trying to get in the front door. Um, so uh, the, 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 the Braves will produce uh, higher run production than the Dodgers. I am 100% confident of that. I am just shocked that it's been this long and the Braves haven't done something so far. 
to sign one of the pitchers or one of the big offensive players to, to make up for it that way. Uh, I just can't believe the Braves have sat still. Now, we'll see, you know, from who's left, we'll see what they do. Uh, but so far, I'm just really disappointed. You know, one thing, bud, if the Braves are coming back to Philly next year um, and they check in, right away they start getting <laughs> very they, – they know they're not coming to Philly to win games, Okay. Uh, that cold room, they're not going to come in and come out of with wins. So I think the Braves got to got to dial up differently uh, for the postseason. And so far, they're playing a pat in. They got everybody signed through 2028. Their payroll is like a buck seventy eight. Um, yeah, what, what are they did waiting a great for? Job. Yeah, but what about this year? Why not put the team over the top? Well, I'm sure they tried. You know, I'm sure they tried to go after Otani or. Or, um, you know who they went after, don't you? Our guy. They really wanted to have Strider Nola for that. Yeah. And and the Phillies were smart enough to say, you can't come into Philly with Strider Nola. Okay? We got to have Wheeler Nola. And that's psychologically so defeating to know the way they pitch at home. Um, what's it look like? The Eagles went out, right? Yeah. The Eagles have to. I think they really have to win big this week, too. I mean, they have to have two weeks left before the playoffs. Add some point differential. Got to add some point differential. They got to get on that board you're talking about. They got to they got to win by 21 points this week. I'm setting that bar really high. They're only a 10 and a half point favorite against Arizona. Yeah, it's a funny team, Arizona too. Uh, San Fran last night. Do you discount that or what does that say? Well, Purdy was god awful. Very uncharacteristic for him with the four interceptions. Um, about Coach you know, Reed, it just, I think it shows in the NFL random. I mean, you're going to see it. The good teams, they don't. They just do not show up every week. You saw it with Dallas two weeks ago. Uh, the Eagles had it their fair share in their gauntlet where they didn't play good. And all of a sudden you get a situation where a team is playing amazing and then all of a sudden they get killed one game. You said, well, how the heck does that happen? Right. And I think that's just the NFL. It, it's going to happen. So not discounting it because it happened, but... It's something the 49ers got to bounce bounce back from. And we, we have a very interesting one top seed division now in the NFC. It could be the Eagles. It could be the Niners. It could be the Lions, potentially. The NFC, a one seed in the NFC is up for grabs right now. Yeah. And I believe the Eagles are still the favorite. I'm sorry, the 49ers are still the favorite. Yeah, I agree with that. You can't not agree with that. But, uh, um, it, I mean, in theory, it could even be the Lions, which would be just insane if that happened. You see the wheels come off in Kansas City? They are coming off. Yeah. Kelsey's firing his helmet. You Not see? a good look for as a leader on the team. No. That's your high profile. Andy Reid gives him a little a little little check, said, Hey, knock that off. Yeah, that's all he needed. And he did, and he, he did. All, that's all he needed to do. And and if you the the most interesting part of that little bit of a physical exchange is Reed has the entitlement to do that and keep it in check. Not going to push the guy with an open hand. He's not going to grab him by the collar. Reed knows exactly to what extent he could take that big burly right shoulder yep. and lean into him, like knock it off. That's exactly what he said. And I think if there was a larger uh, title over the whole thing, I think would also say thanks for a million distractions this season. Can you imagine what it's been like to try to coach Kelsey this year? Well, every uh, every time the Chiefs look up, 
there it's it either is. an Allstate commercial or Taylor Swift. Yeah, it makes me sick to myself. And stomach. I thought the Allstate was a big distraction. Yeah. Now you got Taylor Swift. Yeah, and the reactions. And she, it, all, the announcers don't even address her by name. All you hear is, is she there or something yeah, like that? It's, it's it's just absolutely deplorable. And what Reed has probably been through with him this year, he probably thought, just quit. Just get this whole distraction out. His numbers stink this year. They're down, of course. You can't be that distracted and put up uh, better numbers than the previous year. You can say, oh, he's one year older. Yeah, Father Time's a bitch. Father Time doesn't wreck you. You know, 1,400 yards compared to 900, 12.2 average. The numbers are wrecked. 12 TDs, 5, you know. Um, He's in shadow of himself because he's living in the direct shadow of Taylor Swift, his girlfriend. And that major distraction is killing his performance. There's no doubt about it. You know, when you manage somebody who's distracted, you know you're not going to get optimum performance back. He's still, though. Second in the NFL in tight ends and yards. Yeah, but he's still he's still an elite tight end. He's down from his numbers absolutely. The standard bud must be held against his likeness, not somebody else's. But he but he it's important to note he is still an elite tight end, but he is way down on his own numbers. Thank you. I believe that's what I said. Yeah, I'm just letting everyone know though. (laughs) Okay, it's not that he's now you know garbage. He's he's getting older, but he's still he's still an elite tight end. How much have the distractions hurt him? I would imagine tremendously. Okay, we agree. That's all my point. Tremendously. That's what that's what was behind Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows you can't fire helmet. You can't do that. You can't fire helmet. You can't fire. Really hurt somebody. See that thing ricochet. So, and at oh. that point, it's like a little... Uh, it's a weapon. Yeah, it's yeah, an it's axe coming down, basically. Yeah. And throwing yeah. that hard. Uh, you just can't do it, especially as yeah. a leader. You know, that's something a 22-year-old does. Yep. But, you know, Travis has always... You hear the stories. He's always had some behavioral issues. I don't want to make it a big thing out of it, but Jason was actually always his kind of uh, big brother there ready to help kind of say... If you read about the Travis Kelsey Cincinnati situation, he was a quarterback when he went into college. Yeah. And... Um, Got kicked off the team. His brother got him back on. There's a really good story behind it. Right. And then he became a great tight end, obviously. But the point is, there was always some some temper, maybe behavioral stuff going on there, which is funny because you don't really see that with Jason. He's so just yeah. calm, cool, collected, outgoing, and and, and, and you know outspoken and, and hilarious. And, and but Taylor Swift, okay, and everybody recognizes this by now. Uh, desperately needs a coach, a mentor for how to how to cheer in a, in a private sweep. Because one thing you can't do on a routine drop is stand up and yell the f word, where everybody in the world watching the game knows that's what she just screamed inside the suite. Not the classiest act in the world, and not the play to scream it. If that's the end of a game, da 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 da, it's a Super Bowl, different deal. But that wasn't that demonstrative of a play to denote that type of behavior. But she doesn't know better. Well, she I, simply I didn't, does not know better. I didn't you know? see it, but I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Uh, yeah, but I, I didn't see it. I said it right out, you know, saying this is deplorable behavior and Kansas City ought to react to this, you know. If she's going well, to be that visible and not have a profile and can't stop it, then let's get to her and say, you know, certain things you got to reel in here. Come on. You know, but they probably won't even go near that, you know. Uh, no, they're, they're not going they're, they're anywhere near that. They won't have that distraction next year. Kelsey won't be with Kansas City, guaranteed that, if he plays football. All right, bud, is that a wrap? Go ahead. You got a rant? You got a rave? What do you got? Well, my rant would be on the, I guess, the uh, the Eagles just not stepping up delivering this past weekend on Christmas when we needed them. 
And just like prior weeks, they got to do better come postseason to win. Otherwise, it's going to be a quick postseason. And so they just I'm hoping that they can get it figured out. The team can act like they get along because right now it looks like they just don't. It seems like there's a lot of tension. I mean, you have Sir, uh, Sirianni getting, I don't want to call it yelled at, but by Reddick and Smith at the end of the game. I'd love to know what that was about. What is going on? You got an offense and a defensive guy. Right, right, uh, right. A.J. Brown won't talk after the game. You know, Jalen is almost seems cryptic about something's going on. It seems there's something going on in that clubhouse. Yeah, there's no joy. I don't in know if job. it's players against players, coaches against players. Maybe I, it's Jalen versus Sirianni. I, I don't know, but it's crazy that they're uh, for a team that's as good as the Eagles are. How much they don't, you don't feel it from them the past few weeks, um, and just just the way they're acting. Um, then, you know, so I'm really hoping they can turn this around. I thought it was going to be last week. I thought they were going to kill the Giants, but I really think they just need a blowout victory where everyone's laughing on the sideline. Just they kind of need that type of game. They just they, it seems like they just got to shake everything off. No pun intended for the Taylor Swift reference. Right. And find a way, just have fun playing football because it doesn't seem like the team is having fun right now as good as as good as they're being. And you thought that was yesterday. Or as good as they are. With the Danny DeVito, a quarterback you know, fraud and all that stuff. You thought that was yesterday, right? If you're the yesterday. Giants and you're assessing town and you got that other kid, just the fact that he's got better legs, when he dropped back in the pocket, he, he was alive. He was a hot guy. He would move around. How the hell do you not go with that guy over that, that kid from Long Island, whatever, with the agent and all that stuff? I and mean, that was a great story for one, one Monday night, whatever. And it's over after that. You know, and the guy just can't play quarterback in the NFL. But the other guy comes in, Energizer Barney, and he lights the team up, right? Uh, I left uh, uh, Joe and Kristen, and it was a, a lopsided game. We went through Haddonfield looking at some Christmas lights, got home, and I see, like, 2018 or two-point game. I was like, how the heck could the Giants – muster up enough yardage on offense with that guy to to tie the game. I'm like, what the heck? That had to be some type of defensive score. And sure enough, it was a pick six and a fumble, you know. But I, well, I could not believe when I got home, I was seeing it was a two-point game. But yesterday looked like the, the laugher, you know. And, they, and it was, statistically, as we've demonstrated, a laugher. But when you take the two fluke plays in, yep. that changes the tide a lot, right? The Eagles need to play a team-wide football game and reel it in, man, because uh, as of right now, nobody has any confidence they can go on the road and beat. Uh, I think they can beat Detroit on the road. I don't see them beating a Dallas or a San Fran on the road right now. Do you? I agree with everything there. Yeah, I don't think they're beating Dallas or San Fran on the road. I think they would They, I think they would beat Detroit. Right. Especially with the Eagles' experience come playoff time. Detroit hasn't had that. Right. And a little bit here, some of the guys on their team. So I, I, th- I would like the Eagles. But God forbid if it's one of those teams that you talked about, one of those tough asses, Tampa, Atlanta, the teams you said there's, there are plenty. There's nothing wrong with these teams. If they get one of those teams, you no, know, I said that those are the. Can two you imagine? Those are the two divisions that are uh, that do have. Problems. I hope they don't have to play the Saints or Atlanta. Or I hope Tampa. you don't play the Saints either. Oh God! Saints could beat the Eagles. Yeah, I uh, could happen. Oh my Lord! One of those negative forty point differential teams. Saints are plus thirty five. I hope they don't match up against one of those. Saints are better than the Eagles. There. How they get all of us, bud? 
Oh, as always, speaking of sportspod.com or uh, Chuck's cell phone is 609-828-5569. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, speaking of sports, you'll find us there. And uh, if you like the show, well, then give us a like and send us to a buddy and uh, do a good deed for the day, and we'll pick one up. I hope you have a great uh, holiday season, uh, safe and happy new year. Enjoy your football. Drink moderately, plenty of exercise, and uh, do a, a kind deed for somebody every day, man. Every day do a kind deed, you know, and keep track of it. And then the next day, uh, what I've done recently is that I want to top it by one, you know, so I'm building that up, you know. A little stupid stuff, come back at the door, pick up a dinner tab, do some of this stuff, just pick up a nice kind deed, you know. That's all we got. Enjoy the week, and uh, we will talk to you. We'll be back on schedule next week. For the new, well, Tuesday. We'll uh, be off Monday. Uh, Monday, right, is a holiday. So, right? New so Year. We'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, everybody, have a great week, and uh, over and out. Happy New Year for happy, to everyone. Happy New Year to everybody. God bless. We love you. Somebody.